Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Courtside with, uh, geez, man, I can't hear anything with all the dribbling. So as I was trying to tell you, this is a new thing called Courtside with Kellen. Kellen Olsen's our son's brainiac, and he knows everything about the Suns and the players like Kellen, so he's got that going for him. Anyhow, here's Kellen. And he's brought to you by Southwest Gas, committed to exceeding expectations today while innovating sustainable solutions for tomorrow. Kellen's a busy guy writing for ArizonaSports.com. He was on the morning show today. He was filling in on the midday show today. The players like him. The players like he's got him. A, he's got a sponsor. <laughs> he's, big, he's big time. This guy's big time, man. I'm looking just to book him. I've, I, so I've been here seven years, but I like to think I hold the record for triple threats so far where I've done all three shows. I, I think I've done it like 15, 20 times at this point now. Oh, I'm pretty guessing. sure you hold the record for triple threat. Yeah. I would I would, I would, would think so. I would think you're there. Triple threat position. Yeah. Always, hey, that time always, of year, baby. Let's talk basketball. Always got to be there. Before we do, real quick, mm-hmm. Tim just flashed his monitor at me, and it and it it, it triggered a memory real quick. I, I, six, I didn't really. I just moved it over so I, I could see Kellen. No, but, <laughs> but but there was something on your monitor monitor that I meant to ask Kellen about because I know as passionate as he is about covering the NBA, there's another topic that he's also very passionate about. And we haven't mentioned it yet. Pele passed away today. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and, that and, happened and, during and, our show. Yeah, so let's yeah. six, sixty seconds. On, and I know he deserves a lot more than that, yeah. but because we're here to talk sons, but I know you being an aficionado of a sport that, that, that doesn't really register with me, I still know how big of a deal Pele is when it comes yeah. to international sport. I, I'm just more of a soccer fan than anything. I would I would not go as far to say uh, aficionado, but his his passing, I, the Associated Press worded it really beautifully where they kind of called him the trailblazer of what is referred to as the beautiful game, because when you watched tape of him in high highlights of him the way that he played played the sport the reason why i love soccer so much is that to me it's it's the most like aesthetically pleasing when you watch it like you just watch like a 60 yard pass that slices through the entire defense or you watch a guy like pele dribble around four guys and score like it's just beautiful to watch and and he was really the guy that um the people who really know it and really know the sport well and and documented his career back then they said he was the guy who changed the sport forever and you think about the global impact that soccer has had for one guy to undeniably have changed it more than anyone else. I think AP also phrased him as like one of the most important athletes of the past century. Like that is not a claim that many guys can hold, but he can for sure. He was he was a legend, and if we weren't in this age of Ronaldo and Messi right now, he would be thought of as the greatest of all time. A lot of people still refer to him as the greatest of all time, mm-hmm. and rightfully so. A, a legend, not just in soccer, not just in Brazil, but just like in, in sport in general. Yeah, big time. Yeah, I, re- I remember when uh, when Pele uh, a little bit like when the younger fans will remember when David Beckham came over and played for L.A. It was in New trying, York, yeah. Yeah, the Pele came and played for the New York Cosmos as an attempt to bring soccer immense popularity uh, in the United States. So anyway, all right, uh, Kellen, uh, so the Suns last night, it, it, it's, it's remarkable coming off the Grizzlies win where they where they showed such great tenacity and they, they beat a Grizzlies team that had just beaten them pretty pretty good four days earlier. But you go to the Wizards and I know it's the second half of a back-to-back but Bradley Beal doesn't play and the Wizards hand it right back to the Suns and run run them up off the court. And I, I guess the way they look at it the way I look at it now, and I don't know how you do but in the wake of the Devin Booker injury, I think we should prepare ourselves for a lot of nights where we 
just don't know what we're going to get out of this team. And there mm-hmm. are going to be nights where they surprise you and they get a W that maybe you don't see coming. And there's going to be nights where it's not all that pretty and, and, and they're going to take one on the chin like last night. Yeah, it's not even expecting the unexpected. It's just going in not knowing what to expect on a night-to-night basis. Like if you look at last night and kind of simplify it to three core things, one of them being Chris Paul, Mikael Bridges and DeAndre all played well in the same game. That has not happened enough this year, but it happened in this game. They shot 42% from three as a team. Those two things pretty add up well, but the third one is they scored 102 points still, and that just doesn't, those two things don't add up to the third one, but that's just how shorthanded they are as a team right now, so when you have that type of offensive effort, which was good, not great, and combine it with a bad or or awful defensive effort, in my opinion, against a Wizards team like that to give up the amount of consistent like there are some nights when a team scores 125 on you and they have like this 40 four-point court a quarter where every shot went in and you kind of go okay whatever and you held them pretty well in other senses but the Wizards were all over them in every single quarter even in that third quarter when the Suns got within one it just took that stretch at the end of the third quarter that tailed into the start of the fourth quarter and then the game was over again so yeah. it, it it just hasn't been uh easy and, and and you shouldn't really try to be honest to try and go into each game and look for what to expect in terms of the overall end product but I think we know more than ever now who we're looking at specifically to focus on who's going to determine like what that end product is. The defensive slippage to me and, and you wrote you wrote a game story at ArizonaSports.com but you also wrote kind of your big picture overarching story about you know what exactly the Suns are going to do about this Devin Booker list kind of stretch they're going through right now. The the loss of Jay Crowder defensively is, uh, they have, it, it's almost, it, just as much as it was a shock to watch them play good defense when Monty and James first came here, it's equally as shocking to watch them play as bad a defense as they've played over the last couple of months. It has been completely knocked off its axis, and I agree with you that that seems to be a function of not having Jay Crowder out there, given how much of a connector he was defensively. I don't know how you can look at the two, so the two elements of this team that are missing compared to last year are just just their defensive consistency and then their edge. Those two things are have dropped off a cliff. And those, if it, what are the two things that Jay Crowder brings to a team? His, his defensive leadership, his intangibles there, but then his edge, his toughness. So I don't know how you can look at those two things together and not say that Jay Crowder's absence has impacted them in some ways. Now, I don't think it is the sole or even the number one reason why those two things have dropped off, but they clearly miss him in, in, in that department. And, and that's where you look back on them not trading him and we're still at the point where they haven't traded him and, and that's all well and fine but they never replaced him w- w- with anyone and and look Cam Johnson was in a direct position to come in and start that's fine Toy Craig has been pretty great Mikel Bridges is Mikel Bridges but at the end of the day you just look at not replacing at all a core top six guy of your team and I think it was it was foolish for for myself included three four weeks into the season to be like oh yeah like they don't even miss Jay Crowder even looking at the stat lineups of Tory Craig and Jay Crowder next to each other and being like yeah see they don't miss Jay Crowder at all I, eventually no matter the player, as long as they were good and productive and important to your team like Jay was the last two years, if you're talking about a top three, four, five, six guy, seven guy, and you don't replace him at all, it will catch up to you eventually. And unfortunately for the Suns, it's catching up to them right now while they're missing a lot of guys. Yeah, and then it's compounded, Kellen, when you have injuries to other guys like Cam and Cam and now Devin Booker. And I thought you wrote a good article the other day uh, talking about some 
off-season moves or maybe a lack of off-season moves. And Crowder's Crow- Crow- included in that because they have not done anything to replace him yet. And again, Damian Lee and Josh Kogi, all, all that's fine. But, you know, when the attrition happens on the roster like this, you're, you're kind of getting exposed. And, and, and some of those guys are fine in short spurts, but the more they play, the, you know, the, mo- the more difficulty you can have, you know, trying to stay in, sustain wins against some of the better teams in the league. So the question is now, you know, where does James Jones go with this roster and how quickly does he does he do it? Because that's really the million dollar question right now. What what's going to happen here in the next four weeks? You know, you put some you put some possibilities out there. What do you think? I think they need to make two moves. I think there's a smaller scale move that makes more sense to happen now just with the benefits that they would get over the next month, six weeks, as opposed to waiting six weeks for the trade deadline. Looking for a guard, looking for more offensive pop off the bench. You look at like what the... We see Dwayne Washington come in and have one of those nights like he did in Memphis, and it's such a breath of fresh air to have the guy who is, yes, like taking the ill-advised heat check. The guy that is just whenever he gets the ball, he is trying to score, and he is trying to get to the rim. They're really missing that part of their team off the bench, specifically that type of spark plug offensively, and I think there's something there for them to get on on the shorter scale. Um, And then, of of course, on the larger scale, I think that they need a scoring wing, and I think they need one who who really is a guy who you talk about as a potential all-star. I really do think think that that's the type of impact that they need and that of course is a more difficult trade to come that's probably not something that's going to come until the trade deadline if it does come at all but this again goes back to what I wrote about which is this was stuff we were talking about in the offseason and I know I'm saying this and some people are saying like man that's a lot to get done before the trade deadline yes which is why they should have gotten some of it done in the offseason off yes. and yes. that was the entire point of what I wrote which is like it is caught up to them now it is caught up to them with what they didn't do last offseason unless James Jones pulls off a miracle here and gets all of it done right here, which is really, it is so much harder to get a trade done in February than it is in June. It is remarkably harder. There's, there's such a fine line between patience and inactivity, right? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, and, and it's in walking that line, towing that line, knowing when to pull the trigger, when not. One last thing for you before we let you go. is I, I think I know how you're going to answer this based off of what I know you've written. Is this the biggest challenge that Monty and James have faced since they took over this organization? I, in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. In some ways, it was the finals and winning the finals. I think that that was probably the biggest challenge just because of the stakes involved and just especially with the 2-0 lead that they had and how it was kind of like, okay, we're up ahead of them, but we can't. Like we're we're so close, we got to focus up and just find it. And, and that there was probably a bigger challenge. But in terms of roster building, team building, and all that kind of stuff, yes. Because if you think about the two biggest trades that James Jones has made in like this Monty Williams era, there's the Chris Paul trade, which was uh, at the time was debated, but more or less like a no brainer from a team building perspective. And then the Landry Shamit trade, which didn't really work out that well. So we haven't really seen that huge move, that huge kind of risk, and that's kind of more or less what fans are asking for is that type of big move where it could backfire on the team, but I think they are in a position to take a risk, and that's why it, Kyle Kuzma is playing the best basketball of his life. He was coming off of a down year in, in the summer, and I was even still kind of saying crazy things like give up two first-round picks for him, and now it seems like you, you are going to have to give up two first-round picks for him anyway with the way that he's been playing lately. Uh, it, it is it is up there in the challenges for sure, and I think from from a trade market, signings, like that kind of thing, it, it is the biggest challenge they face. Yeah. Right. Kellen, good stuff. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I would give up two first-round picks for Kuzma. Uh, uh, to me, the time is now. The, yeah. the Chris Paul window, the, the strike now. 
I, 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 I wholeheartedly agree. See, Mr. They, Ishbia, can we sign another guy to an expensive contract, please? <laughs> I know. I know. Technically, you don't own the team yet, but please, pretty please, pretty, pretty please. Sure, pretty sure Mr. Ishbia wants to win now too. I, I, I think I, he wants to win I'll, right I'll, now. So, Kellen, uh, appreciate the time as always, and we'll have you uh, tomorrow. You're yeah, filling in you on tomorrow. the Burns and Gambo show. Big seat to fill over there, well, for Mr. I, I, Tim. I, I, right that's, now. That, he's, so come on, I'm the backup. <laughs> I'm the backup to the backup. <laughs> Kellen, uh, we appreciate it as always. You got it. Kellen Olson, Suns Insider, Suns Guru from ArizonaSports.com, and uh, fill in host here at the station as well.